Data Rockstar's COVID podcast with me, Kelly Peters. And me, Regina Jonas. In recognition of International Women's Day on the 8th of March, we are talking about women and data this week. So Kelly, I wanted to kick off with something that I spotted on Twitter last week. It garnered quite a lot of attention uh, due to the fact that I think we see a lot of posts from organisations around International Women's Day and they are looking to promote and extol the the fantastic women that are working within their organisations. And what was interesting about this little Twitter storm that took off on International Women's Day was that a lady called Francesca Lawson and a chap called Alistair Fensom come together during lockdown to create a bot that uh, is called, if you want to follow it on Twitter, it's called at PayGap app. And what it does is it sees tweets from companies who are tweeting about International Women's Day using hashtags or the words, and then references against the gender pay gap reporting that is available, publicly available data on the government website. For those of you that might be listening outside of the UK, since 2017, it's been a requirement for all companies bigger than 250 employees to calculate and report their pay gap between how much men and women are are paid in their organisation. And so what this bot did is to check against the reporting for organisations that were tweeting messages about International Women's Day and then put out a tweet itself, quote tweeting the original tweet, saying what the median difference was between men and women's pay in the organisation. Now, not unexpectedly, sadly, the vast majority of organisations were still paying women less and a significant amount less in some cases than the men in their organisation. Now, the way that they look to do it, you know, is they, they look at the median pay for men and women because essentially, obviously, you can have some in very senior positions, you can have some very large salaries and that can skew it if you use an average. Mm-hmm. So they use the median instead as that is less less affected by those extremes. But there were some organisations where the pay gap reached as big as 68% that women were paid 68% less than the men in their organisation. And, you know, it's law in this country that for the same job, women, or or like work, women have to be paid the same as men and men have to be paid the same as women. It's it's equal pay. So there were some companies where it was a very marginal difference. You know, for the majority, obviously, it was still slightly, you know, men were generally paid more than women. Mm -hmm. There were some where it was actually equal, which was really good and good to see and there was a couple where women were paid more than men but again it wasn't by a huge proportion it was a couple of percentage points so I think it was really interesting that you've got companies out there and you know trying to highlight the women in their organization on social media but actually when you look into it what's actually happening within that organization Mm. and I think the the creator of the app Francesca talked about the fact that she didn't want it to be a hallmark. She didn't want it to be a hallmark holiday or celebration of just, uh, you know, here's some great, you know, women. Actually, it needs to be what are you as an organisation doing to challenge those inequalities, to actually break that bias and make it possible for, you know, women to earn the same as men. And and it shouldn't be. There shouldn't be that discrepancy this day and age. And and if you look at it across the whole of the UK, the average gender pay gap is 15.4% in, due to 2020 figures. It's, you know, women are paid 15.4% less than men for the same work. And they look at an hourly rate. And what was interesting to me was that then a lot of the, organi- or some of the organisations who were being called out as paying women less than men, then deleted the original tweet and looked for ways around actually reposting it where it wouldn't be picked up by the bot. 
um, you know, maybe not using the hashtag or locking down their accounts or restricting retweets on it, which actually I think is a much of a missed opportunity because where's the opportunity to say, actually, we recognise there's an issue for our organisation. Mm-hmm. We're looking, you know, this is the steps and actions we're taking to make that change. But, yeah. you know, instead of locking it down and panicking about the fact that they've been called out. And I think that was a real shame. And I think for those companies, if they are looking and, and thinking, what, you know, how can we make that difference? What is it that's causing it? Again, data can yeah. help you with that. And on the government website where there's reporting, they have a way that you can look at the data within your organisation and understand why that pay gap's happening and what steps you can take to try and actually resolve it. So, for example, they sort of get you to look at, are, are people getting stuck at certain levels within your organisation? So you can break down the hierarchy and see actually are women for the majority obviously it applies if you've got an imbalance towards women being paid much higher than men it is about equal pay but for the vast majority of organizations it is about women being underpaid and so you know are they getting stuck at certain levels you know so if they are then you can look at what's your pool of applicants if your pool of applicants is 50 50 but then you've got only 40 percent of the women from that pool of 50% are applying and it's 60% men. And then you get into the assessment stage and that's dropping again to 30% of the women are making it through to assessment and it's 70% of the men. And then selection is 25% of the women, 75% of men are selected. You're starting to see through that data there that there's a real Mm. imbalance. So what can you do out of that pool to make sure it is a a 50-50 split? You know, how can you make sure that you're actually looking at supporting women to actually feel confident in themselves to apply to the opportunities are there for part-time workers as much as full-time workers to progress within the organization so it's like eight different areas that you can look at across the organization use the data to understand why there might be a pay gap which helps you understand where you need to target your efforts to close that gap and make it better and not just accept it as oh well women go into the lower paid jobs or women do the part-time work because they've got to look after the kids you know that there's more flexibility available now these days and you need to look at how you're offering that as an employer so message there is really you know interesting data both Mm. to call out you know the it becomes almost virtue signaling you know it becomes a marketing piece as opposed Mm -hmm. to actually this is genuinely what we're looking to do and I'm sure that you know there's good intentions but actually it needs to be about the action and i think there's data there that can help companies take that action and really demonstrate then hopefully by next international women's day how they've worked to close that pay gap in their organization so yes i've uh, <laughs> i have kind of gone on a bit of a rant there but it's just you know i think it's um, it's quite an insightful and activity that i think has really shone a light on the kind of difference between what you might see on social media and where the action is and i think it's a really important light that gets mm-hmm. highlighted no and to be fair i looked at the united nations facts about women globally and globally men on average wages are higher than women in both rural and urban areas so it's not just the uk it's a global issue but it reinforces that there are some quite some staggering statistics on this uh, website so it also said that educated women are more likely to have greater decision making and power in their own households, which disturbed me massively. So why should an uneducated woman not have any power in her mm. household? I thought that was that alarmed me. Women make up more than two thirds of the world's 796 million illiterate people. Wow, that's, that's significant. 
that's a staggering statistic and is that because they're not given the opportunity to go into education and you know we support a local charity african children's fund who their mission is to get children young uh, girls into education so this doesn't happen but you know there are not enough of those charities or organizations that are really trying to help young girls literally get into school because i think african children's funds have shown statistics that if they make it into school they've got a greater chance of not being married off at 13 or 14 you mm -hmm. know and having children such a ridiculously young age so you know absolutely and i think there's barriers there as well to girls attending school that we don't necessarily realize from the western perspective but you know something as simple as having their periods can prevent them from going into school because of how that's viewed and you know again african children's under working with their local partners there to really try and change mm. that stigma and provide free sanitary towels mm. so that girls are not missing one week in four of the school that they're going to yeah. simply because they've, they've got their period and i think that's a really yeah. you know it's really important activity and tamsin who works for african children's Fund, when you educate the girl and, and children it's not just that generation that benefits the next generation mm -hmm. as well because their children and their children's children are more likely to go through education and have hopes and dreams for the future and support and then input into the improvement of their own communities and their own societies. Yeah, I think that's incredibly important and has to continue because it then supports that the next statistic, which is just as devastating, it's estimated that 60% of chronically hungry people are women and girls. Mm. It just overwhelms me that that's the case. And, you know, not surprisingly, less than 20, I think it's less than 2% of the world's landowners are women. So the majority wow. of landowners are, are men. And that's where in a lot world. of the money in the world. Yeah, and I just, just it's like, wow that's incredible you know devastating facts out there out you know and we're in 2022 you know how, when does this start to shift and i think it's really interesting like as a result of the pandemic we've seen again information coming out that women and girls have been more affected by it over yeah. the world you know yeah. again women still take on a lot of the caring responsibilities here in the mm. uk in the western world and then again, when you look sort of to developing nations, that lack of schooling, you know, Uganda, I think, has just come out of the longest lockdown of all their schools. But, you know, children and women and girls particularly are then again in more vulnerable situations. Yeah. You know, they're not in a, a safe place in school. And so they're more they're more likely to experience violence and rape and again, early marriage. So I think the effect of the pandemic on women and girls across the world hasn't fully yet been realized and i think we'll see potentially a worsening of some of those statistics over the, over yeah. the years to come as a result of, of what's been happening globally no i agree however as much as those figures are devastating i also wanted to take an opportunity to recognize some pretty awesome women in data and technology so did you know that there is an international hall of fame for women in technology. No, I did not. But exactly. I'm very much nor, going to nor look did I. Nor did I. <laughs> it, it came about in 1996 and it recognizes and honors outstanding contributions to science and technology, which, well done. I almost Absolutely. swore, well done. Good <laughs> so, answering that. <laughs> I know. I didn't want any. But just to, you know, for me, 
there are some significant figures. There's Ada Lovelace, who is considered the first computer programming. She's actually quoted as the enchantress of numbers and was responsible for writing the first instructions for the first computer program in the, the 1800s. I That's mean, incredible. kudos, Absolutely. go Ada. An enchantress of numbers, what a great title. I think it might even just about be Data It Rockstar. surpasses Data Rockstar, <laughs> without a doubt. And I'm like, well done. <laughs> and then there's, you know, the, the fantastic women that when we watched Hidden Figures as the film, mm. which was Katherine Johnson, Dorothy Fawn and Mary Jackson, who were, you know, classed as computers before the big IBM machines were introduced into NASA and actually helped the American space program launch a man into space you know mm. and it's just like it's women are phenomenal across the world in whatever they do and in our world of data and technology there really are some truly fantastic uh, role models for us to look up to absolutely and it's interesting i was watching a program the other day and suddenly realized there hasn't been a woman on the moon yet and i think that needs to happen i think nasa are looking at it trying to put a woman on the moon but there hasn't actually been a woman on the moon. Oh, why the moon? Why not go to Mars? The moon's been done. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, people. <laughs> and so, as you can tell, we are very passionate, not just about data, but about women and data. And we try and be advocates for women, data and making it fun and exciting and something that girls can aspire to be part of. So please do let us know if you have any particular topics or stories you'd like us to discuss on coffee at dbxuk.com. We hope you enjoyed listening and found that entertaining and please do join us next time for more coffee and chat around the world of data and data protection. Mm-hmm.